Blog Talk Radio. much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Um, <laughs> yes. But other than that, I'm fine. Um, our weather's been crazy here. We've had rain, hail, even a little snow. People don't ex- believe that about uh, Southern California, but we do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I don't feel so bad about our snow up here then. Yeah, but your snow is fun. You can build snowmen and forts and stuff. Ours is like grainy. <laughs> it falls apart. You can't no, do anything with true. it. No, this is true. This is true. And our, <laughs> ours hangs around for a lot longer, I'm sure, than yours does. So, yeah, we're, uh, but, you know, our, like, you're right. Our snow, our snow can be fun, but uh, then again, our snow can be, uh, our, our snow can be like that, too. It's, uh, uh, you know, because we actually have to go out and shovel. Right, you guys yeah. just have to wait around for the next uh, uh, the next warming, and and it's pretty much, you know, it pretty much goes away, doesn't it? it well, sludge, and then it goes away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time I ever saw snow was uh, this uh, guy was a plumber who had uh, had a job up at Fraser, uh, which is right at the foothills of the mountains in L.A. So he had snow on his truck when he came mm-hmm. into our driveway. And <laughs> my brother and I ran out and said, is that snow? And he said, yeah. And he said, hold out your hands. And he put the snow in each of our hands. So we were like kids, little, like like eight or something. I was like right. eight and my brother's like right. five. We take the snow uh-huh. and run into the house and we try to put it in the freezer, but my mom and dad wouldn't let us. <laughs> Aw, that's so sweet. That's cute. That's cute. We wanted to keep it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen here in Canada. <laughs> well, yeah, because kids are used to seeing it all the time. Aww, yeah, but we were California kids, uh, and we right. hadn't yeah. seen snow yet because it doesn't snow very often. It does snow, but not very often. Right, right. Uh, and when it does snow, it's gone like pretty quick. If you miss it, you miss it. Um, right. <laughs> but so that was a big deal to two little kids who'd only seen snow on TV. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. But, uh, yeah, so 
and the first time I actually really saw snow, we were going, we were moving across country to the Midwest, mm -hmm. and we went, uh, I forgot what they call it, but the route that goes through the mountains to uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, and that's the first time I ever really saw snow on the ground, really layers of it, and I had a cold, and I didn't care. I ran out to play with it. <laughs> I imagine it would have been something to see, you know, for a, a kid who has never seen it before and uh, who's never experienced it. Uh, it, uh, it. It must have been something. It was. It was. Yeah. And I can still hear my mom, Sherry, you've got a cold. Get back in here. <laughs> <laughs> but we just were, we were throwing snowballs yeah. and trying to, we tried to make a snowman in the driveway, but the guy at the motel wouldn't let us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. It was like, yeah, but that was the first time I ever really, really saw snow. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm <laughs> Big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm sure it was. Yeah, California kids don't see that very often. <laughs> mhm. Mm Unless you go skiing yeah, up imagine. in the mountains or something. <laughs> mhm, mm mhm. Mm then you would. Yeah, but I didn't go skiing until I was a teenager, so I, I never mm -hmm. saw it. Um, so, what is your favorite book? What is the first book that you remember that really turned you on? Um, I think I would have to say, uh, speaking, well, I mean, the, the first, the first one that I, I really loved and that I enjoyed and I, I got into and I could not put it down, it was Salem's Lot by Stephen by Stephen King. Whoa! How yeah, old were you? Because that, that's a yeah. rather mature oh, book. I was, I was in high school, and uh, that was when I believe, and it was, um, I think it just, it had just come out, because, uh, it, I, I mean, when I was in, I must have been 15 at the time. So, yeah, and I think it was 76, I believe, that, uh, that I read it, and I could not put it down. I mean, it was uh, it was suspenseful, and it was you know, I mean, um, everything that Stephen King uh, does in his in his books, and especially in his uh, uh, in his early books, he was um, you know, I mean, he the suspense. He was a master of suspense and a, a master at uh, you know grabbing your attention and just bringing you, drawing you into the pages. Uh, and and uh, you know and he would he would it, it felt like he was just talking to to me you know because uh, the book was um, uh, it, oh my gosh I can't remember now if it was in uh, first or third person but uh, you know I felt like uh, I felt like I was living it with the characters you know and I remember I remember actually feeling fear as I read it. You know, and and you know, you're still relatively young in that, but uh, uh, you know, feeling that that fear and that that anxiety, uh, and you know, I, I I remember myself, you know, thinking to to the characters, why is this woman going into this abandoned house? Why is she doing this? You know, when she uh, and it was, um, it, one of the characters was going into this. Uh, um, the, the abandoned house where the vampire was was in, 
but I mean, it was, yeah, that was amazing. That was the very first book that, that caught my attention. And then afterwards, I was just addicted to Stephen King. <laughs> you know, after that came The Stand, which is another book that I just, you know, um, um, I, I I think I read that in maybe a week, and it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> a week? It's a huge, huge book. That's yeah. like the encyclopedia is so big. <laughs> oh, I know. But I could not put it down. I mean, really, actually, I could not put it down. Like, I'd bring it, I'd bring it to me, with me everywhere. I'd bring it to school. I'd, I'd bring it, I'd read it on the bus on the way to school, and I'd read it during study halls. And, uh, again, that was in, uh, that was in high school. But, I mean, that just goes to show you, right? And uh, I was always a fan of Stephen King, and still am. Still am. I still I still read his stuff. But, uh, yeah, so that was the first book. Yeah, I loved it. Are you a Stephen King fan? I admire his writing. I'm not really into horror, but I admire... I, I, I read a lot of his short stories that are in horror, and he's a very, very good writer. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. It's uh, amazing. I've read his... His stories, what um, uh, Richard Bachman, uh, when he wrote under that uh, under that pen name, um, you know, and he, um, it, you know, people can't believe that he wrote the you know the Green Mile and uh, Stand by Me and all those other uh, you know those, those other stories. <laughs> those, you know, are those, those are the ones I read. Yeah, those are the ones I read. <laughs> because right. I just I, I my brother uh, wanted me to read King and he knew I wouldn't read a horror mm. and he gave mm-hmm. me um, a book of his short stories and yeah. I like oh this is really good okay I can see why you're so hooked <laughs> yeah yeah and that again that was at that uh, that was at fifteen so I mean there was there was a whole lot of uh, literature that he had already amassed before. You know, before I, I became a fan, so there was a lot to there was a lot to read already, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I love that. You know, there's okay. some authors that will really fool you. Like uh, people peg Agatha Christie as a cozy writer, but she wrote so many books that had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the usual. She wrote a horror book. Uh, 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 she wrote um, um, really brittle stories mm-hmm. under another name that was about um, about women and self-identity and um, okay. trying to figure mm-hmm. themselves out. She wrote all kinds of things, but people love to put you into a little little round mm-hmm. circle, and that's it. You cannot, yeah. according to them, I mean, kind of poo-poo True. it, and it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never I do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. But you know anyway, what I mean? That was my first. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I I think that that's really important because um, never allow anybody to put you in a box because it's not right. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, it's um, you know, but I think a lot of I think a lot of authors have issues with that because uh, I mean, uh, you know, people once they you know, once they come to know you for a book, you're kind of stuck in that genre. Whereas I, I never, I've never been able to write like that. You know, and uh, I write, uh, I usually write young adult, but I've written everything from you know science fiction to uh, to fantasy to um, you know memoir uh, to contemporary. And now I'm writing adult fiction, and uh, you know, I'm I might go back to. 
Um, you know, I might go back to young adult, young adult fiction. I have, uh, or young adult fantasy. I've got uh, another project that I'm working on now, and uh, so it's it. I I, I kind of, I get bored with one particular genre. Me too. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I bounce I, all I, I get the time. Bored writing. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I understand that completely, and that's what my point was. Uh, a lot of writers are like that. They'll write that. They they have to write under a pen name because nobody. It's not that nobody would read it. It's that the publishers want you to keep writing only what's successful. <laughs> right. Uh, I understand that. Yeah, and, and you know they want to they want to make their money too, right? Right. I, I can totally see that, of course. But you know, and then again, you as a as a writer are kind of stuck in that in that pigeonhole where you can't, you know, you can't extend yourself and you can't experiment with different genres and that. So I, but I, I kind of go where the, uh, I go where my inspiration and my characters take me. I think that's what you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do. I really do. Mm -hmm. I was really joyful to find out that people like Agatha Christie and Stephen King wrote other books and wrote other stories Mm -hmm. and they didn't just stick to Mm -hmm. one thing. And, it, right. and and you can kind of understand why Agatha started not liking Perot <laughs> and 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 um Conan, Conan Doyle started not liking um Sherlock Holmes. They're just like mm-hmm. they want to write other things and they won't they weren't allowed to. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. true. And they both killed them off. <laughs> yeah, and uh you know, and, and then we have um uh, you know, and then we have other authors who, you know, they 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 thrive in that genre or or with those characters, and uh, you know, and that'll suit them just fine. So yeah, it depends on who you are, right? That's it's, right. Um, we're all different, so yeah. But uh, you know, that's that's kind of where I am. Is uh, I I'm driven by inspiration, so and that's where I that's where I write from. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Do you have a place where do you get your inspiration do you get it from like taking a walk in nature do you get it from snippets of conversation is it more dialogue driven Mm -hmm. Um, is it like a situation you heard about in the paper on news I mean Mm -hmm. where do you get your inspiration I uh, anywhere really I mean um, you know it could be a picture in a magazine or I you know, maybe if I've been on a holiday and I've seen a couple at at a cafe, and I think to myself, you know, I wonder what's their story, you know, and uh, you see these fleeting glimpses of people everywhere, and everyone has a backstory, you know, which we will never know. So, uh, you know, maybe your imagination takes you places, right? Oh, I wonder what's happening with the, you know, this couple. Are they? You know, is this is this a meeting, or is, have they been together forever, or um, you know, is this a second honeymoon, or uh, you know? So you think all kinds of at least as a as a writer, I think about all kinds of different things. And and once I get an idea, and sometimes my mind just wanders, right? And uh, so your imagination wanders, and if you're sitting on a train or something, especially if I'm on holiday, where I ha- I don't have to worry about all the other mundane things that are going on in, in during the day, but um, uh, you know, you you have a chance to think, and this kernel kernel of an idea starts to grow. And before long, I have this story in my mind that is, um, you know, a premise, right? And then I'm, you build on it, and I think, oh my gosh, what what if this 
happens with the characters or, you know, what if this situation happens and what would happen if, uh, you know, if, if this other situation. But anyway, what, what it comes down to is before I know it, there's a story inside of me that is just, it, it is screaming to come out. And unless I get it down on paper, like on a notepad or something, it's, uh, it, it drives me crazy. So I have all these little snippets of stories that uh, I've, you know, I've recorded, and then I go through them, right? Um, and sometimes I've used bits and pieces of these stories in, in my books, like I've incorporated them or weaved them into one book and at other times the the idea just kind of it branches and I build on it and it becomes a full-blown novel so it really depends where the inspiration comes from but it can come it can come from anywhere really and I, I think as probably a writer you have that same experience right oh yeah I mean I've had it come from all kinds I've watched a movie and it popped into my head of something mm-hmm. completely different but all of a sudden there's something in that scene I just saw that made it click. It's just weird places. You never know where you're going to get inspired. Right. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so the next thing I'd like to know is, um, have you always written? Were you writing as a child? Mm, I, um, I started... started as very, very young, so I'm, I'm probably at around... Uh, and during adolescence, you know, it's, it's always it's always a tough time. So um, I would uh, I wrote poetry as an as an adolescent, and um, then I would kind of look at it afterwards and reread it and whatnot. You know, express my feelings and that. Um, and then um, I was I was taking a course, and the the instructor said, to, you know, you're you write very well, you know, have you pursued it? And by that time, I had my family, and this was a um, kind of like a uh, uh, an additional qualifications course. So, I, and I, I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's so cool, because I remember at one time, you know, uh, writing, and I really enjoyed it. So I thought, well, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a try. And, uh, and I started writing again, and that was, that was in my, oh gosh, when was that? That was probably in my late 40s, so it's it's something that I it started late in life because at the time no I would say probably around mid 40s um, at the time my children were grown and I could I could focus on that you know I could focus on a little bit of time on myself instead of my family so yeah it's so there was a huge break let's put it this way i start, i started i guess in my adolescence and then i i i started writing again in my uh uh in middle age <laughs> okay i understand that um <laughs> very much so um did you uh take writing in college or in high school I did in in high school, and uh, I was um, in university. I was a history major, so um, my degree is in history. So I uh, I incorporate um, in my first young adult novel. I incorporated a lot of history, and really, my first young adult was everything that I loved. So it was science fiction and Renaissance history and art and, um, you know, young love and all that. So I, 
uh, I kind of, you know, created a uh, created a, my own little world there. Um, but yeah, I, it's um, it's it's something that flows out of your experience, right? So your my history ex, uh, experience in university, and I had to, you know, in, being in the humanities, we had to. Um, you have to be able to express express yourself in a certain way. So writing did go a long way. It it uh, it played a huge part of it. Yeah. I I love that because that's one of the things that I find really interesting is that all the stuff I studied or that I'm interested in somehow it comes into my writing full force. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. even when I don't want it to, it still does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just finds its way in. It weaves itself in there. And, and how can it not, right? Yeah. I mean, you write what you know. That's true. That's true. Right? You write what you know. And uh, and you are you are familiar with that. And uh, a lot of your writing is uh, is yourself that's there on, on the paper in front of you. I agree totally. Um, mm -hmm. um so, what is uh, the premise of your book about? Uh, well, everything that was listed, uh, first of all, it's a uh, contemporary, um, I, I want to say adult fiction. I don't want to say so much women's fiction because any you know anyone can read it, right? It's not only women. But um, it's set in Tuscany and in New York City, and the, uh, the book opens with the main character, Sophia. She receives a phone call from... A hospice in Italy, telling her that, uh, 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 first of all, it's a person who she hasn't heard from in years, and his name is Ma Massimo or Max. He's um, he's asked her to come to uh, as he's dying uh, from pancreatic cancer, and he wants he wants her to be with him in his last in his final days. And first of all, she's she's overwhelmed because she she considers not going, out, but after speaking with him, she realizes that. Um, their history is um, binds her to him in in ways that are beyond what her her husband wants her to do, and uh, she's she's also having problems in her marriage. So um, it, it, this is this has occurred at a very bad time. But uh, you know, she finally she makes up her mind that uh, you know that she'll rack, she'll be racked with guilt for the rest of her life if she doesn't go. So she ends up going, and um, basically what they do is they uh, they go through um, 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 their story is told in flashbacks at the hospice, yeah. so that the past comes back, and we learn about their relationship, uh, the struggles in their relationship, and uh, how how it grew and how it disintegrated time and time again, and you know they meet at uh, different times in their in their life. When they're, they meet in, when she's 15, when they're in their teens, and then again in their 20s, early 20s, and then again when their relationships are, when their, um, excuse me, their careers are just taking off. In, when they're in their 30s, they're in, in adulthood, and um, it, it's all about how uh, they're only, they've only been together for 37 days, some total in their life, but those 37 days. Um, they have shaped they've shaped everything that they know about their relationships and about themselves and uh, so it's all about the dynamics of this of this couple and how um, 
uh, and how the, this meeting and about how, you know, um, it's it's a love that kind of never ran its course. And so it's the, the, the really about the predicament of choice and what could have been. And so it, it can be, it's, it's intense and it can be heartbreaking too. It's, um, you know, so it, I thought it was, um, it was a book, like I said, that I had to write. Yeah, there are books like that that come out sort of yeah. demanding, banging on your head that, write yes. me, write me. So true. <laughs> um, yeah. When uh, is this book out? Um, is it available? It is. It well, it's um, it comes available uh, on February eighth, and uh, that's available on Amazon. And the publisher is uh, the Wild Rose Press. And they're based in New York. Uh, so you can get it on Amazon, and uh, as well, I'm not sure if it's called the Book Depository. You can get it there. It's available through um, Barnes and Noble, uh, and you know, in both print and um, and digital. Cool. Um, yeah. Are you working on anything else? Any new ones too? I've got. Um, I'm, I'm working on a young adult right now, and. Um, it's um, the working title is Magenta, and it's about a girl who um, who suffers a stroke, and it wakes this um, this power inside of her. It's a, a telepathic power, and it's um, you know she discovers that uh, that there's a, a whole different world of of telepaths and. Um, uh, in who kind of like a, a, a sub society that uh, are have taken her in and who teach her uh, how to how to live and how to work with this telepathy. So yeah, so it's um it's it's in the working stages. So that's what I'm working on now. Cool. And do you have any um like I don't are you guys in lockdown? <laughs> I don't know. I went different places. <laughs> Uh-huh. Are you guys in lockdown right now? Oh yeah, we are. Okay. We are, yeah. Uh yeah. so do you have any virtual events coming up or anything like that? Um we have so I have a um a blog uh a blog tour no. Uh, as far as virtual events are um uh, we have um a blog tour and that's starts, I believe, on February the 8th, and that's when the release is. So if you go to my website, which is egraziani1.wixsite.com slash egraziani-author, um, or you can just Google me, uh, Edie Graziani, and I'll pop up for egraziani, and um, there's more information there. So we have that, and uh, I have, uh, yeah, so there's there's different events coming up, and uh, this is also, if there are bloggers out there, or uh, it's still up on NetGalley, I believe, and it will be up for another couple of weeks. So if they want to, yeah, if they want to have a look at it and review it, that's that would be fantastic. We can always, you know, use more reviews. Cool. Um, also, uh, are you doing, um, do you have social media? Do you have, like, Facebook or um, any Facebook yeah. live events mm -hmm. that you might be doing? So um, there's, I, I do have an interview that's up right now. In fact, if, um, if your listeners want to go to my Facebook page, and once again, I uh, just uh, put in um, Edie Graziani, 
if, uh, if they subscribe to Facebook and just search for my name and it, it's, it's up on my Facebook page but um, as well you can I have Twitter so it's at egraziani1 and as well on Instagram and my, my uh, handle is uh, e.graziani um, I want to um, thank you for coming on the show um, I hope you enjoyed it I did. Thank you so much. It was so nice chatting with you. I'm glad to. Uh, uh, I'm glad to have that you had me on. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry.